0: Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am glad that you are here joining me today. It is the 1st of July. Can you believe it? Here we are, and we're coming up on Independence Day and the 4th of July celebrations. And what do we have? We've been having lots of rain. (laughs) I thought July was supposed to be drier. But we've got like a 70% chance of thunderstorms and a hazy, totally gray sky. But it does make the birds kind of stand out, you know, against that uh, backdrop. Oh, but anyway, I am broadcasting, recording, whatever we want to call this from over here at the farmstead. And uh, we've got the chickens fed, we've got the dogs fed, we've got the goats fed and we've been uh uh past couple of nights uh we've been doing a lot of weeding because our main garden here that has the biggest variety of vegetables and and weeds has an abundance of weeds they've kind of gotten away from us uh it's amazing how uh the plants you want stay small because the grass and the weeds get so tall so we've spent uh Past two nights, we've spent a couple of hours weeding out sections of it. I've almost got the potatoes done. Finally, hands and legs were just cramping up so bad, and the sweat was pouring into my eyes that I kind of gave up and said, I'll do the rest tomorrow. And uh, Dawn has got the onions all weeded. You couldn't even see them before, and now you can see them. We got about, I don't know, 30 onion plants probably. And uh, looking forward to uh, having some homegrown onions. The uh, tomatoes are, well, it's funny. At one end of the garden, same variety. It must be just a difference in how much manure was on the soil. Um, We have one bunch that is twice as high and several times as thick as the others. But the small, scrawny ones seem to be putting on the tomatoes first, so... Go figure that one. (laughs) Well, let me get into our topic for today. And I'm kind of excited a little bit about this one. Um, It's from that same list that I've been using this week. And it says, experience what you have learned. Experience what you've learned. And uh, the, the paragraph that goes along with this says, No matter how much we think we know about some topic, it's only after we have put that knowledge into use that we get confirmation of the actual level of understanding that we possess. Sure, we could learn about painting, learn all the techniques, the brush types, color palettes, etc. But only when we get in front of a canvas and start painting, we put our knowledge to the test. And, you know, that's very true. You know, knowledge is one thing. We can learn stuff passively in a variety of different ways. But it just stays that way. There's no application. In In the field of psychology, there's a concept that's related to this. It's called latent learning. You learn something in a passive way, but you don't have a reason to put it into practice. And so then it just stays latent until you find yourself in the circumstance where you can apply it. And one of the most common examples in in freshman psych textbooks is the idea of parenting. You've spent how many years observing the parenting of your parents, observing parenting of grandparents, observing parenting of friends' parents, but you're not a parent you can't really put it into practice. You may have all kinds of ideas. You may have all kinds of suggestions. You may have all kinds of criticisms. But until you put it into practice, it stays latent. Then when you put it into practice, you find out, did you really know what you were talking about or not? And that's that's kind of a neat thing. The, the idea that there is a lot of learning available today. It used to be, not very long ago, if you go back to the 80s, if you wanted to learn something, you had to go to the library, watch a VCR tape that was made of it, because there wasn't any DVDs yet, or you found an expert to talk to, and that's how you would learn things. Or would often happen with an expert. You, you apprentice yourself to some degree. It's on the job training and you learn that away. Uh, and, and that's really, I've always said the best kind of learning because you're putting it into practice as you're learning it. You know, whenever, um, I was in, at Eastern, uh, going to, uh, going to college, I was going to be a, a teacher. And I had education classes. Well, I had the classes of my major and my minor. I also had education classes. Uh, I did classroom observation. But it wasn't until doing student teaching that I actually got to put any of it into practice. And it was 12 weeks. And all the courses were done by that time. As soon as I got done with my 12 weeks, I was done with college. You know, the, the rest of my... You know, roommates, uh, friends, they were still finishing out the semester, but I was done. And I was actually able to uh, hire myself out to do substitute teaching. Uh, Even though I didn't have my degree yet, everything was completed and that was something that, you know, was allowed. Well, uh, in Ireland, I understand that you kind of do student teaching every semester, a certain amount. That sounds like a better idea because you're learning to put it into practice as you are learning it. You're applying it. You're experiencing what you've learned. You know, that's really the whole basis of like the Boy Scout program. It is uh, a youth program that is based on learning, leadership, and experience. You don't have to wait until you're the oldest kid in the troop to do leadership because it's broken down into patrols. And the patrols elect their own leaders. And some troops, they will rotate and they'll have a a new patrol leader every three months. And what that does is it gives the opportunity to practice the things that you've learned. You also have the idea of uh, you know, you're learning uh, certain skills. They used to have things called skill awards, but they don't do those anymore. It's just wrapped into merit badges. But you, let's say, for example, you learn first aid. You study first aid. You're, you practice the different uh, techniques in first aid. But then your troop goes to the Klondike Derby, the spring campery, the fall campery. And you have competitions. You're competing against other patrols from other troops. And you're given a task to put into practice what you have learned. You're experiencing in a simulation, you know, uh, providing first aid treatment for a broken bone. uh, For, uh, you know, a head injury. For... You know, drowning. You're, you put these things into practice in a simulation to see what you're learning. Uh, it's it's a great program. You know the uh, the merit badges. They include learning things, but then you have to put a lot of them into practice. So experiencing what you're learning is key. There's another part that the uh, the author of this wrote it says as Ed Geek. Club's career expert, Julie Smith, once wrote, young people often face difficulties when it comes to putting what they have learned into practice. Therefore, all this knowledge becomes useless when it should be the fuel that propels their careers. There's a lot of things that we learn, but if it's not something we're going to put into practice, it's simply an exercise in learning. And that's there's not a problem with that. Learning for the sake of learning is good, but if it's something important, if it's something that's a priority, you need to find ways to experience it. You know, in therapy, I talk all the time about experiential learning. Experiential learning will trump the uh, 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 book learning any day of the week. That's why when you're treating people who've gone through trauma, you can explain logically, you know, how this is not a danger. You can use Socratic reasoning and challenge those beliefs. But it does. The recovery does not come easy because if that's what you're doing, you're, only, you're not doing experience. And you see, they develop the trauma through experience. Experiential learning. You're going to have to counter it with new experiential learning. You have to challenge those triggers. You got to challenge those fears with knowledge, with a correct belief, but you have to put it into practice out there where the rubber meets the road. That's why cognitive theory alone does not do enough. You have to have experiential learning. But experiential learning only doesn't always work either if the person has the wrong belief. That's why a cognitive combined with an experiential approach is what works. What works best. Other things may work, but that's what I believe works best. So, experience what you have learned and it will make a difference in your life. All right. That is it for today. It is time to finish the chores and get back to the office and keep this day moving forward. And you do the same, and we'll catch you for some coffee in the morning. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.